The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to AI Growth Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about how growth stage companies can leverage machine learning and artificial intelligence to spark expedited growth without breaking the bank. With us today is Eric Varden, who is the co-founder and CEO of Morpheo. Morpheo, a sponsor of the MarTech podcast, is an AI-centric technology platform designed to help humans ingest more data. Their technology enables growth stage companies to stay ahead of the pace of change and outperform their enterprise competitors by equipping them with the data, reporting, and insights they need to thrive in a continually involving landscape of modern marketing. So far this week, Eric and I have talked about the landscape for artificial intelligence and machine learning for growth stage company. We talked about marketing security and anomaly detection. And yesterday we talked about generating insights using AI-driven reporting. Today we're going to talk about what marketers are most commonly tasked with driving growth and expediting growth using artificial intelligence for growth stage companies. Okay, here's the fourth part of my conversation with Eric Varden, CEO and co-founder of Morpheo. Eric, welcome back to AI for Growth Week on the MarTech Podcast. Happy Thursday morning, Benjamin. Looking forward to it. I'm excited to chat with you again. We talked about the lay of the land, about reporting, about anomaly detections. Let's talk about where the rubber meets the road. We're keeping our jobs if we can grow the business. And a lot of that has to do with crunching the data, understanding what's happening, but also effectively being operators. Talk to me about how artificial intelligence is becoming more accessible for the SMB market, for growth stage companies to expedite their marketing operations and drive growth. So we looked at our agency from a service perspective, and we looked for the reasons why we were making mistakes. We looked for the reasons why we weren't realizing clients' goals fast enough. And we spent a lot of time in our own data from an operational perspective. And the interesting part that came up was it was many, many little things that led to growth issues, if you will. And it's funny because we think as business owners and marketers that there's one big thing we need to do, but it's actually many, many small ones. So in terms of growing the business, we first looked at the analogy of the whole leaky bucket and similar to looking at where to drive more traffic for a client before you need to fix the foundation, you need to look at the SEO, you need to figure out the conversion funnel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, 
looking for us as marketers is no different. If we can limit the amount of mistakes that lead to client or boss phone calls is where we ultimately wanted to start. And it's an interesting point is because with that, the realization that we can better protect our spend, we can better allocate those dollars, means long lasting relationships, less stressed team members and and clients, a way to promote using automation and machine learning, a way to secure and crunch through data faster. So there was growth in protection, you know, and growth in the ability to be able to protect from mistakes. And all of that outcome means more time, more time on strategy, and the more ability to actually have time to be freed up for just creative thinking. So, it's, you know, I chose to answer it in that way because it isn't as much yet about, well, hopefully we'll get into it, is the growth part of what machine learning can do. But let's start with that sort of fixing the leaky bucket because within that is margin and profit and growth and also a sense of calmness for sure. So a big part of driving your growth is continuing your existing operations and making less mistakes. And we talked about marketing security, understanding some of the anomaly detection, some of the alerting mechanisms that artificial intelligence can be used for. And you're in Canada. So, you know, if this is unfamiliar, stop me, but I'll use a football metaphor here, (laughs) American football. You don't score a touchdown by not fumbling the ball. Right. You have to be able to move forward and launch new campaigns and figure out which direction you want to head and try some new things. So how does artificial intelligence help you not only figure out what play to run, but also make sure that it's effective? Well, it's that double edged sword of protecting from mistakes or failures or human issues means it's because we're testing and trying new things. And so part of our business is always about employing creativity and solutions and whether it's new media or or new strategies or whatever the case may be, we must fail. And there's nothing wrong with that. But catching a failure before it becomes a mistake within it is a strategy. And so if you're looking at growing and testing opportunities and trying to spend clients dollars or whatever the case may be in new ways, means you're going to employ something maybe you haven't done before. If in theory, you have the way to be able to track and know when that is really going off the rails, it leads us to believe that you can actually be more creative and more spontaneous and take more chances than you probably could before. And we believe that that's a compounding effect of growth. We're going well in the sports metaphors here. I'm going to launch another one. If you could stop a golf swing knowing that your backswing wasn't very good, you'd probably hit straighter drives. I'm not a golfer. I don't know if that actually makes any sense. I am a golfer and I enjoy that analogy. Perfect. I will take it another step. The anomaly detections and the marketing security we talked about allows you to pull your backswing back as hard as you can, let a rip and hit the ball because you have the ability to stop it two inches off the tee. If you know the ball's going the wrong direction, you can put a pause on that campaign and course correct. So talk to me about the risk profile you've seen your customers take on. How aggressive are they getting with their marketing strategies, knowing that they have anomaly detection, knowing that they have risk management, knowing that they have the ability to crunch a lot of data in a short period of time using artificial intelligence? Our data showed that on average, agencies that we pulled and the marketers that we pulled were making on average of six to 10 mistakes a week costing on average of, I think it was seven to $10,000, a mistake. It's a lot of bogeys. A lot, a lot of bogeys. And I think what's interesting about that is imagine waking up with the realization that a mistake pretty much could never happen again. How would you employ and think more creatively in a way where you know that level of protection is there? 
And I think that we as marketers, there are so many things that we want to do, but it comes back to us and our team to be able to catch those kinds of things. So your analogy is quite sound. So it's hard to formulate it, but there's a layer probably in the first part to the way I would answer it is it's confidence. It's confidence in knowing you can take chances and mistakes. It's also knowing that you have the ability to be able to test and change in new environments that otherwise were probably impossible before. I think it also gives it the ability to evolve and you can try new things and, and cultivate different marketing channels, knowing that if things start to go sideways, you're going to be aware of it. When you're testing new things, they don't always go the way that you want, right? When you're cultivating new channels, I'll use a content marketing strategy as an example. Content strategies take three to six months to grow and scale. And at first, you're going to launch a piece of content and it's not going to perform at all. And you consistently push more content out there. You start to see results and it builds over time. You're not necessarily sure which piece of content is going to perform the best. And in the first six months, which one's going to be, you know, your most important piece of content really make an impact on your business. Rarely do you have that insight. How do you think about gauging the time it takes to cultivate a marketing channel? And when you're thinking about driving growth and taking risks and building new capabilities, how do you think about giving them the room to grow and understanding that failure is part of the process as opposed to having this anomaly detection and saying, okay, well, it didn't work from day one, so we got to shut it down? So the way I would look at it is, we spend, if you go back to the day one of initiating a campaign and all the work that goes into the strategy and the writing and the creative and the design, the positioning, then it's the media strategy and the budget considerations and the forecasting, the planning and the web development side, and landing page optimization, the funnel and the SEO and, and on and on and on to be able to then press a button. It's not as much about mistakes. It's the insights and the ability to investigate and correlate into the why you're seeing something, whether it's positive or negative. The whole point of the anomaly detection is to flag the positive and the negative. It doesn't mean that it's a mistake. It's to be able to catch it so that you can move into those optimizations more quickly. That is the major point of software like ours. It's not about a set it and forget it. It's not about just protection. It's about that if I can understand how I'm performing both negative or positive in any type of variation more quickly than I could before, the optimizations and the goals are going to come that much more quickly. I may decide to turn off a campaign or two or three. I may decide to move budget from two or three or four. But instead of it taking two or three or a week or two to be able to make those optimizations, and I can make them daily and I have the ability to do that, that is a level of freedom and creativity that we haven't seen in an affordable way in our sort of marketing environment. That's what gets us excited. It seems like the artificial intelligence and the way that I'm thinking of it and the way that you can leverage artificial intelligence, most of it is driven around direct response and performance marketing. Are there ways where artificial intelligence is being used effectively in channels outside of Facebook, Google, programmatic advertising? Absolutely. We definitely love our performance-based companies and marketers, but majority of our customers look at and understand the holistic view of success. And that is all things organic and SEO and web funneling. It is content and all the things that come outside of it. And so it's not one channel or one medium or one preference. It is a holistic view of a better way to reach clients' goals and objectives, which means you need software that can think holistically as well. And I think that's the future of marketers in general. It's tough to be one channel centric. There aren't many of them. Most of us are going in that holistic view. Here's the biggest concern that I have. And there's a lot of tools and technologies that we're using that are AI driven. 
I'm mostly in the performance marketing world. I think Facebook, Google, right? Obviously, very artificial intelligence, very advanced in terms of their AI capabilities. But those AI algorithms are built to maximize revenue for Google and for Facebook. When you're going through and you're thinking about your campaign optimizations, setting up your anomaly detection, your reporting, figuring out how to expedite your growth and and taking an AI-centric approach, how do you make sure that you can believe the data? Facebook says they drive every single conversion I've ever had, and oddly enough, so does Google. So who's actually driving the conversions? How do I use AI to figure that out? fundamentally as marketers, we know that. And so you have to take the recommendations with a grain of salt, if you will. But therein lies the problem is that we need full transparency to be able to, on behalf of our, again, our clients and our media dollars, make decisions that are going to impact their customers and their business. So it was always a big part of our business and why we built Morpheo to be this layer of transparency. And one of our tools under, it's called forecasting. And just as it sounds, automatically pulls in your top performing campaigns across any of those different channels that you bring in. And it's going to look for better ways to optimize spend, whether it's through Microsoft or Google or Facebook, etc. So we love that transparency because ultimately you can now take a look at maybe there is a different or a better way to kind of spend. And there's other ways to kind of employ it. But the notion is that you need something that's looking at converted traffic. You need something that understands what success means to you, not what success means to them. So if you're looking for software, ensure that it's not one-sided and that it's bringing in those different layers of data and ultimately allows you to make the decision, but at least provides a layer of transparency. That's the first part. The odd thing is it's machines talking to machines. Hey, we have our artificial intelligence solution that tells us across all of our campaigns, hopefully it's Morpheo, that these are the campaigns that are performing the best and that this is the direction that we should be heading and here's how we should be optimizing our marketing efforts. And then you need to go figure out how to talk to Facebook's algorithm to get them to prioritize what traffic you think is going to convert as opposed to what Facebook is going to be able to charge you for. Well, and hence lies our growing needs to be able to monitor even that much more closely. Obviously, the trend of the set it, forget it, let the algorithm optimize on my behalf is where things are going. But it means that we will maybe spend less time in platform optimizing every day across our campaigns. But it means we need more data to be able to monitor in a quicker fashion, if you follow me. I think the two go hand in hand which means if we're going to be monitoring more and maybe doing less optimizations, we're going to be doing that across all of the platforms that we integrate and spending more and adding more integrations, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to need something that, again, can think and monitor on our behalf the way we do. So that also provides an opportunity for us as marketers to employ technology in this new way to work. Doesn't mean it's going to stop, but hopefully it's going to do a better job for us. And we're going to talk more about that new way to work and how artificial intelligence is helping us with workforce automation in tomorrow's episode. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Eric Varden, the CEO and co-founder of Morpheo, for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Eric and Morpheo's tips for leveraging AI to efficiently drive growth, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss workforce automation using AI to increase team speed and efficiency. 
If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Eric, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is HelpYourHumans, H-E-L-P-Y-O-U-R-H-U-M-A-N-S. Or you could visit his company's website, which is Morphio.ai, M-O-R-P-H-I-O.ai. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests, you could subscribe to our once a week newsletter, you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.